Welcome to the Strength for the Day podcast, hosted by Pastor Dennis Fountain of Moses Lake, Washington. Each of us need encouragement and hope for everyday life, and we hope that you will find that strength with us as we study God's Word. Let's dive right in and find strength for the day. Well, good morning, and welcome to Strength for the Day. And I'm your guest host, Brian Self. It's great to be with you on this very sunny and uh, right now cloudless Tuesday morning. And I hope your day's been going well so far. Uh, mine went pretty well. I had a uh, I had a, a breakfast shake thing in our cool new uh, Moses Lake Baptist Church. Um, I forget what they called these tumblers, I think. And uh, it was great. And uh, I've got my caffeine, my first caffeine of the day. And, uh, yep, so all that's good. My uh, my son decided uh, today that the thing he wanted to do, the fun he wanted to have was getting up at, uh, oh, about 4 o'clock this morning. And um, and uh, he, he let us know he was unhappy with his current sleeping situation. So we brought him into bed with us and then, uh, and then he decided it was time to just talk for a very long time, about an hour. And, uh, he would get quiet and, and not really say anything for a while. And then, uh, and then there'd just be a, ah, da, 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 as babies tend to do. And, uh, it was both cute and very sad. Because, uh, you know, at 4 a.m., like most people, I'd, I'd like to be asleep. But uh, Baby B decided today was a day where he was, uh, he was just going to let us know how he was feeling. I know, if only he would appreciate sleep. I feel the exact same way, Carlos. Um, so let me know how your morning's going. If anything good happened, if anything bad happened. Uh, I do just want to mention... Um, obviously I'm from Colorado originally, kind of the, the Denver area and, uh, just want to be in prayer for, uh, all of the families, um, that were affected by, uh, the shooting that happened, um, yesterday and, uh, just want to be in prayer for Boulder, Colorado. And, uh, even just growing up in Colorado, I know that there's uh, a large need for the gospel, uh, in that area and just a, a good gospel witness, um, obviously many of us would know that there's a large college, uh, that's in that town. And, um, and even through some of that, there's a lot of people that come, but maybe not as many churches there as, uh, as could be needed. So, uh, let's, um, let's be praying for, uh, Boulder, Colorado, and all of the families that were affected by, uh, the shooting earlier in the week. Um, on a much lighter note, it is great to have uh, Pastor Fountain back in Washington State with us, and looking forward to having him uh, back on the podcast. I believe he said Thursday he'll be in, and I'm looking forward to having having him back. Uh, if you have your Bible, computer app, whatever whatever you have going, uh, we are going to be in Hebrews 11 again today in the Hall of Faith, and uh, we have actually exhausted all of the verses. 
that are entirely devoted to people. So we talked about uh, Abel, we talked about Enoch, we talked about Abraham, we talked about Noah, we talked about Isaac, we talked about Sarah, we talked about Jacob and Joseph and Moses and Rahab. And uh, so now we are in uh, pretty much just one little verse and uh, we're going to be just taking a brief look at some of these just snapshots of their stories. Because as the writer of Hebrews is going through Hebrews 11, he spends all this time writing, you know, several, uh, you know, a, a paragraph, if you will, or whatever about uh, all of these other Old Testament saints. And then he basically goes, I don't have time to continue writing to you about all of these people. Really, the point of Hebrews 11 is look at the faith that all of these people in the Old Testament had. Uh, he's writing to the Hebrews. He's writing to the Jews. And he's saying, look at the faith that your ancestors had and how they didn't give up on God and how they continued to follow him, even though there were hard times. And he's like, you can make it too. At, the, at this point, the Hebrews were going through a lot of the persecution uh, that came about as a result of them following Jesus Christ as their savior. Uh, whether that was from a uh, really governmental thing from Rome and from some of the other places that said, hey, you know, you're not worshiping uh, the Roman emperor like you should. You're not worshiping a lot of these other gods uh, like you're supposed to. Uh, it was also a thing from family and friends that were still in Judaism and hadn't accepted Jesus as Savior that they said, hey, why aren't you why aren't you following the religion of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob? Why aren't you continuing in that? And uh, really, for a lot of these Christians, it was, okay, I've got to choose, am I going to uh, go through these hard times, go through this hardship, and follow Jesus, or should I just go back to Judaism like I was doing before? And uh, the encouragement from Hebrews 11 is, hey, the saints of God have always undergone persecution, have always undergone hardship, and so you can make it through as well. Uh, so let's hop into uh, the verse here. Uh, but just want to spend a quick moment in prayer before we do that. Dear Lord, we want to thank you for today. And God, thank you for giving us your word that we can be encouraged from and that, Lord, we can uh, find motivation uh, for our everyday lives. God, we do want to pray for uh, those in Boulder, specifically for those families that were affected yesterday. And God, we want to ask that you would provide healing. Uh, we ask that the churches that are there, uh, Lord, would... Um, would proclaim the gospel, would reach out in loving and impactful ways to the people, and that, God, they would see you even in the midst of this heartbreak. And, Lord, we also want to pray for Fountain Senior today as uh, he's having some tests done, that uh, you would just help the doctors to know exactly what he needs. And, uh, Lord, we ask for healing for him. And, uh, God, we love you. And we pray all of this in your name. Amen. All right. Well, if you do want to turn over to Hebrews 11, and we're going to be in verse number 32 to start off with. He says, and what shall I more say? What can I continue saying? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets. Uh, all we're going to be talking about today is Gideon. And uh, if you know the story of Gideon, you know he's one that uh, the Bible says was a mighty man of valor, who at least when we start off reading the story, doesn't really look like a man of valor. He doesn't look like this uh, great warrior 
Instead, we see him uh, threshing wheat at a wine press. So uh, the Midianites would come uh, to all the crops of the people of Israel. This is during the time of the judges. And uh, they would invade the land, they would take the crops, and they would take all of the food away. So then Israel had no food. So in an effort to kind of hide that they had food, you can see here Gideon in a time when maybe they wouldn't be uh, making wine uh, because of season or whatever. He is threshing his wheat in the wine press. He says, you know where they would never look for wheat? In the wine press. And, uh, and so that's where he's doing this. An angel of the Lord comes to him and tells him, uh, thou mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. And, uh, and while he's there, Gideon says, hey, if the Lord's with us, then why is all this evil come upon us? And uh, the Lord tells him, hey, you're going to be the one to rescue Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And really, the whole story of Gideon is something that is incredible uh, that you'd really do well to uh, read through or listen through. Uh, I was just listening to these couple of chapters this morning, and uh, if you want to read about it, you can in Judges 6 through Judges number 8. And uh, it's an incredible story. There's so many things of faith in these chapters, uh, but I want to focus just on one thing this morning, on one portion of the story. Uh, that's really incredible. So the Lord tells Gideon, hey, you're going to be the one to save Israel from the hardships that they're going through right now. You're going to be the one to defeat Midian. And so you need to assemble an army. And so uh, we can read here in Judges 6.22, when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord, Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for because I have seen an angel of the Lord face to face. He goes, oh no, I've seen God. I'm going to die as a result. And the Lord said unto him, peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it Jehovah Shalom. Unto this day, it is yet in Ophrah of the Abiezrites. Jehovah Shalom meaning God or the Lord, my peace. And uh, because God didn't kill him, it was an offer of peace. Obviously, we would know the Prince of Peace is Jesus. So here we have Gideon building an altar, calling it the Lord, my peace. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it, and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, which thou shalt cut down. So what God tells Gideon to do here is, hey, your father is, has idols. In this case, at least two different places that he's worshiping these false gods, that he's worshiping these idols. And he tells him to uh, even take his father's possessions. Meat was incredibly precious. It was a precious commodity in those days, especially with the Midianites constantly coming and taking all of the food. So taking an entire young cow uh, from his father and sacrificing it to the Lord would be something that would be uh, almost kind of dangerous, you could say, for Gideon. But he's supposed to build an altar to God. He's supposed to cut down the grove where false idols would be worshipped. And he is to use that wood 
to uh, offer up the sacrifice. Then we see in verse number 27, then Gideon took 10 men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. So here you have Gideon again. Uh, faith is not that you just always feel brave, always feel confident. Sometimes faith is, I feel terrified in this moment, and I don't know that I want to do this thing that God has called me to do or that God wants me to do. But a lot of times faith is just, I'm going to choose instead of fear to obey. Really, that's what faith is, is obedience to what we know that God has said. So he does this. He he cuts down the grove, the false idols, um, and he builds an altar to the Lord. Verse number 28, when the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down and the grove was cut down that was by it. And the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son that he may die, because he hath cast down the altar of Baal, and because he hath cut down the grove that was by it. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for Baal? Like, okay, if he's supposed to be this big bad god, do you have to be the ones that punish Gideon? He says, will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death whilst it is yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself. Uh, let him plead for himself. Because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jerub Baal, saying, let Baal plead against him because he hath thrown down his altar. So, uh, kind of the word, uh, I've heard it pronounced Jerubbabel or Jerubbabel, uh, means contender with Baal. And I love this part of the story of Gideon. It's before all of the other incredible things that we see take place in the life of Gideon. But here in this story, it's Gideon has to deal with a couple of things. The false gods that were in his family that his own father was worshiping this false god. And uh, God had called him, Gideon, to tear down that false god. We see here that even though he was afraid that he did it, acting in faith, going, I'm going to obey God, even if it means that I'm in danger from the men of the city. But I also love here the fact that then it causes really a change in, uh, in Gideon's father. That he goes, man, if Baal really is a god, then he's going to defeat Gideon. It's not going to be these men fighting on behalf of Baal. And I kind of see the same general thing that we see happen with Elijah and uh, the uh, idols of, or sorry, the prophets of Baal at, Mar at Mount Carmel, where the prophets of Baal, they cut themselves, they screamed out for Baal, they tried everything for hours and hours and hours and hours, and nothing happened. And Elijah prays one prayer, and fire falls from heaven. And it's just such an encouragement that our God is the real God. He is the one true God. And so we can have faith in him. That when we're scared of God, 
I know you want me to witness. I know you want me to uh, take this action of obedience, maybe to crucify a sin that's in my life, in my heart that I need to get rid of. Uh, Maybe I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it. I don't know if I'm strong enough to ask for help from other people. We can know that the God of the Bible, the one true God, is the one who is able to help us in every situation. That when we come to those moments where it is scary, where we don't know, we we can know that our God is in control and that he has the power. I love that all of this starts off with Uh, Gideon building an altar and calling it the Lord, my peace, because that's really the difference between our God and every other God. You see, for other gods, for other religions, people are so focused on, I've got to do everything right. I've got to offer these sacrifices at these times. I've got to do these things and offer these prayers with this exact wording. Otherwise, uh, the God is not going to bless me. The difference with our God is that Jesus said, it is finished. That our relationship with God is completely reconciled. There is no portion of our standing with God that is left up to us. It is that we have been placed into Christ Jesus. That we have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. Romans 8 tells us that Jesus himself is interceding for us on the right hand of God. Jesus is arguing our case before the Father, that when the accuser of the brethren comes and says, hey, I know what you've done. I know what this person is capable of. I know the thoughts that this person has. Instead, we are able to have that peace before the Father, that Jesus shed blood is still enough for the forgiveness of our sins. Not only that, but Romans 8 also tells us that even when we don't know what we should pray for, The Holy Spirit himself brings the prayer request that we should have to God. So in all of this, we can know that just like Gideon, hey, even when I'm scared, even when I don't know what the future is going to bring, I can trust in God, my peace. I hope that that'll be an encouragement to you today as it was to me just knowing, hey, I don't always have to be very confident, very sure of everything that's happening. I can be scared. I can be uh, nervous about whatever faith step God wants me to take, but it doesn't stop me from obeying in faith, saying, God, I trust you even through my fear. Thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to tomorrow. We're going to have some more guest hosts on and uh, know that they will be an encouragement to you. Hope you have a great day walking with the Lord. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Strength for the Day. We would love to hear from you if you have any questions or comments. You can do that by emailing us at strengthforthedaypodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we hope that today has been an encouragement.